Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. What most people do is try to find the perfect solution to their problem. They go to expert after expert after expert. They don't commit yet because they don't know if they have the right solution. This leads most people to lack of focus. Instead of doing, they are searching. Instead of commitment, they are actually creating more self-doubt, which then leads to tinkering at one's self-trust. In today's deep dive, I'm going to discuss with you why your lack of focus and commitment are derailing your results. So a number of years ago, when I was learning how to cook, I get overwhelmed with how to cook a ribeye steak. In this particular experience, I remember I was going to go cook a ribeye steak and my friends had even come over and taught me. My friend Jimmy came over and taught me how to cook this. And then here I was in the kitchen all by myself, had the ribeye steak. I was committed to make dinner. And then I spent over an hour looking at our friend Google and all the different ways to cook the ribeye steak an hour. Yes, it was ridiculous. I was, well, what about this one or this one? What does this one say? And I thought, isn't there just one way to cook a ribeye steak? And why did I choose a ribeye steak instead of hamburgers? Because this is a pretty expensive mistake. But I kept going on and on and on and looking at this website and looking at that website, not sure if I had the right ingredients, not sure if I had the right grill and or the right tools my lack of focus and going from one to the other to the other and which one was the right one? What did it cost me? It cost me my focus. It cost me over an hour to make a decision to pick one, to commit to it and to try it out. And then in the end, when I finally just had to put the meat on the grill, that was something I chose to do. I decided to do that over the cast iron pan, but put the meat on the grill was because I had family coming home soon and they were going to be hungry from practice. But until then, I went on and on and on. So by the time I had it on the grill, I remember walking out to the grill with it in my hands going, why did I decide to do this? This is horrible. But I already had the meat. It had to be cooked. We needed food on the table. And so I did it. But then the stories and the drama that continued on in my head was, this is just too hard. Cooking is so horrible. See, I created this evidence of this was too difficult. And my lack of focus, instead of saying, here's the recipe I'm going to do, and I'm going to commit to it, and I'm going to commit to this much time, I allowed myself to indulge in the drama of Google, all of these choices, and then all of these choices, which one's the right one? which one would produce the best results, which one would make sure and ensure that the money that I'm spending at this great expense of a ribeye steaks, I have ribeye steaks, not one because my family eats a lot, but to ensure that it's all going to turn out okay. I was so worried about committing to it 
that I lacked focus, which then cost me a lot of time and energy and drain. And after it was over, the last thing I want to do was to do that again. So all that information and all those choices created more self-doubt as it presented so much more of what I didn't know. And now I had to choose which one was the right one. And how was I supposed to know which one was the right one? It wasn't like somebody gave me this recipe and said, this is the one. I was trying to figure out me who didn't understand cooking, which one was the right one. And it was a high stakes game, literally high stakes, expensive ribeye steaks. But I didn't want my family to starve. So I was still committed to them and getting them food on the table. And I did it. But my focus was all over the place and it delayed, it added extra drama in my brain, it added extra stress on my shoulders, and it took extra time. So that's what happens when you don't have focus and commitment. Another story I have is about my back. So I go to this world-class physical therapist, Michael Moore up in Folsom, and I have been seeing him now for probably 16 years on and off. And the first time I went in, I just wanted him to wave his magic wand and make me all better, right? I go in once and I'll be better. I didn't want to have to do anything or practice. Like he would just fix me and then I'd walk out and be better. Anyways, long story short, lots of not commitment, lots of not focus. And I've learned that I have to be focused and committed. And so he has very specific things of what I can and cannot do. One of the things he doesn't like me to do is yoga. And partly because of the instability in my back. And so one of my best friends in the world is a yoga teacher. And we were talking a couple weeks ago because she was trying to understand why I couldn't do some of the exercises that in her training, they have said has been really good for back and for mobility and agility. And I just finally looked at her and I just said, I answered the best that I could with the information that I could recall because he's told me but I don't really remember it. My brain's not Google. And I just looked at her and I said, look, I go to the school of Michael Moore. This is what he says. My back is doing well. So I'm just committed to it. Like I'm focused and I want to do yoga. So I know the parameters of what I can and cannot do. And then I've been fortunate because the yoga teachers have been able to teach me modifications. And the worst case scenario, which sometimes is the best is sometimes I just lay there in Shavasana. It's fantastic. I love it. So there is my focus and my commitment. And there can be somebody else that has different training that will have a different focus and different understanding that in other areas, if I'm not totally committed to that scenario, if I wasn't committed to my back and the training that I believe in for my back with Michael Moore, I would switch over. I could... I, I can get influenced to do something else. But here I'm very committed to this. I'm very committed to my ability to move. I'm very committed to my ability uh, for my mobility that I, I currently have that I didn't. And I decided that this is going to be my focus and commitment and I stick with it. And it I'm not worried about when people question it or say, oh no, I have a better way because this is working for me. And I'm, I'm continuing with this until maybe at some point I decide, okay, you know, the, the church of Michael Moore for back therapy is no longer and I'm going to go in a different direction. I doubt that's the case, but, you know, I have bought into what he has sold me. So that is an example of what happens when you have focus and commitment. Some people will try to sway you or even just not even she wasn't trying to sway me. She was trying to understand because it was counter what she had learned. And this happens all the time. Like for another case would be with doctors. You may go to one doctor and they will have their training and their experience. And then you're going to go to another doctor and they're going to have their training and their experience. 
in which direction do you go? Who's right? Who's wrong? We want this absoluteness. So then what can happen is we could say, I need to have a third opinion. I need to have a fourth opinion. And we're constantly searching for that opinion for the right answer, the perfect answer. But then we're not doing, we're not actually focusing and committing on the problem. With my back, you know, I tried lots of different things. I was with Michael and then he's far away. So then I decided to try to do things locally. And then I'd go back and I really, really, really wanted that, that fairy tale, fairy godmother and the magic wand and just, you know, bippity boppity boo and I'll be okay. But what I've learned is that I have to be committed and I have to be focused and really do the things that are within the parameters that I have. And my mobility has increased. There's lots of different ways to do things. Just choose and commit. And I tested it out. At first I said, okay, let me see. I'll see how this works. And when I remember like five or six years ago, when I first started going back up and I went through them throughout the years, but I went back five or six years ago. No, actually it's, yeah, six years ago. And I would go up there and I would work with him and I couldn't quite get it exactly where I was supposed to get it, like my my body position and stuff. And I'd start to get frustrated. I just keep going back week after week because it took me time to figure out how to do those exercises. And I wasn't necessarily getting the results, you know, immediately that I was, in, I, it was better. And I was a little frustrated because I'm a former athlete. I thought I was pretty kinesthetically aware. And here I couldn't figure out these small, minute moves that he wanted to make. And guess what? It's now 2018, six years later. And there's still some moves that there's still some, there's a lot of moves that I can't make, but I am so much better than where I was a year ago. And my back overall is doing better. But it's because I made a decision to focus and commit and then to reevaluate. What I talk a lot about on this podcast, you know, totally commit and reevaluate. Um, this also works in the area of food. My clients will struggle because there's so much, so much information out there about what to eat and what not to eat. And, you know, does this, does this work for you? Does this not? So this food may be forbidden in one food group, you know, and this food group may be like absolutely okay. in another food group, or, you know, even like in paleo, there can be some conflicting of what's okay, what's not okay. And I was just throwing that out as an example that would be tangible for you. I'm not saying I'm promoting it. But what works for you? And that's the really important thing because I've had clients who have been able to certainly slowly turn off the noise of what's being said outside and get clear about, okay, this is what works for my body. And then recently this happened to one of my clients. She was having coffee with a friend and talking about what she was doing. Kind of her mind was blown about how she was eating and how it was satisfying her and, um, she just couldn't believe it because she wasn't like overindulging in chocolates all the time. And he kind of questioned her like, are you sure? Does that, don't you think that there's this new thing here that you can do that would be so much better? And notice when that she, he did that with her because she wasn't on solid ground. Like I am with my back. And when my girlfriend was asking me about, well, why can't you do this? Because my training talks about this with the spine. I'm so committed and so focused to the work that I do on my back. 
I'm not willing to change it. This works for me. And it could be like you go to a certain grocery store and that's what you do. And you're not interested in the noise of all the other grocery stores or you listen to certain types of music and you're not interested to all of that other music. Or there's certain types of books you like to read. And so those are the ones like we have our things. There's so much coming at us that we start to simplify by knowing, okay, where do I shop? What what foods do I buy at the grocery store that has, I don't know, I think 80,000 items minimum, right? What foods do I buy so that it's not overwhelming? Who are the people that I choose to hang out with? We have that kind of focus and commitment in those areas. And we want to make sure in the areas that we are wobbly. And so fit for you, it's about learning what foods work for your body, having a focus and commitment. And if you're going to try something, my, my whole thing with all of my clients is try it out for three weeks, never for a day. It doesn't work. It's like when a kid comes to our swim team and to the monsters and you know, the first practice, like we never evaluate on the first practice because the first practice, there's all this emotional energy and all this fear and all these voices in their head. I'm always like, come three times, come for the first week and then evaluate. And then after that, I always tell parents never evaluate on the drop off, only evaluate on the pickup, right? Because we've got to get through all that noise that goes on in our head. And the same thing here is that having that focus and commitment for yourself and whatever that you're committing to try. And so in this scenario with food is, you know, try it out for three weeks, then you're going to have some information because you're going to have the stories in your head about maybe being restrictive or that you're never gonna be able to have this or that you want what you want because you've always wanted that and you revert back to your five-year-old self, whatever it may be, there's going to be all this drama in the first week. And then the second week, you'll notice. And then the third week is usually a lot simpler and you get to be in that compassionate observer place where you can really look from a place of curiosity about what works for you and what doesn't. Because the bottom line is, is that when you can figure out what works for you instead of the noise outside, you're just going to be more empowered in your life. And when we don't have the focus and commitment on the types of food that we eat in this scenario, we can all of a sudden be like squirrel rabbit, dog, and be constantly moving. It's like sugar, potatoes, grains, oils, right? There's so much out there, but what works for you? And you may have a friend that something else works for them and that's okay. Does that work for you? That's all you're asking yourself, but having focus and commitment and testing it out. Because can you get I want to say like dethroned, and I don't even know if that's like the correct term that I want to use, but can you get dethroned off of your commitment because somebody else can have influence because you're not very solid, you're not grounded, you're not rooted in your commitment. You're like, ah, uh, I'm going to try this. You're, you know, like it's kind of like, let me blow through the winds and see how it goes. But really, when you commit to those foods, to the weather or the exercise, you know, like again, when going back to my back class, I was like, well, I, I know I really like the whole year structure because that's what I do with people is a year. So I wonder if I can do this for a year. And I'm like, well, I'm going to commit to a month and I'll, and I'll reevaluate and see how this all factors into my life and I'll, my back and I'll commit to another month, you know, with the idea of the long term was a year and I made it through a year and I was like, wow, this has been fantastic. And things have been able to work both in my life and in my body but it's having that focus and commitment. And here's another example. Just today, a client asked me because we were talking about the mindset practice. And she said, and I loved her question. It was so brave. She's in my enough group. And, and she said, 
is this really the best way to uncover our thoughts? And I love that question because I can do that too. And when I do that, it's a way to distract myself. It's a way to sabotage myself because then I give myself permission to not focus, not actually do the practice, but to look for something else, right? It's like, you know, if you want to meditate and you say, oh, it's the new year, I'm going to meditate. And then you go and say, I need to spend time like finding the best meditation or the right one, or, you know, I need to use this specific tool. And you spend all that time and energy looking for that versus actually doing. You're in that place of becoming versus doing. And really what we want to do to create the results that we want is we want to do. So we are. And when she asked that question about the mindset practice, is it the best way to uncover the thoughts? I loved it because she was owning her story, which is a great question. And it was a, it was an awesome opportunity to teach her and also the group to see of how we can distract ourselves, how we can very subtly, it sounds like pretty innocent, give ourselves permission to not go after, to not go through the hard stuff of actually just doing the practice, right? The same thing that, look what happened with me, 2001, probably I was seeing Michael and it wasn't till 2012 that I was finally like, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get committed. And then I fell off of that. And then I was back there in 2017, long, long journey. And but it took me that path and to realize, okay, focus and commitment. So here's the thing I want you to imagine. Imagine you're doing meaningful work in your life. Or imagine you're at your natural body weight and you're enjoying food. Imagine you saved $32,000 last year on top of maxing out your retirement account. Something 12 months ago you did not believe was possible for yourself. Or imagine being in a relationship you want where you are connected and you belong. Oh, imagine you are enough as you are right now and truly love yourself. These are the results my clients who focused and committed last year. Those are the results that they created for themselves. And it was focusing and committing. And I often talk about committing to the best case scenario. We want to commit to the worst case scenario. Oh, well, what if this happens? What if this relationship doesn't work out? Or what if I can't actually save 20,000? Yeah, she wanted to save 20. She saved 32. She kept focusing on the best case scenario. And it doesn't mean that the line wasn't squiggly on that journey. Or about my client who got to her natural body weight and enjoys food. She blew her own mind. She didn't think that was possible. Could she really do that? Well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? We don't know, but we have to focus and commit. When we say, what if it doesn't work? We're not even committing. We're not focused on saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have this constraint. This is what I'm going to commit to. This is my plan. And I'm going to circle back. And it goes back to something Peter Walsh told me many, many times over many, many shows, starting back in 2006, of the key to his success was that he made a decision. He was clear what he wanted, made a decision, absolutely 100% committed, was all in. And then he reevaluated in six months. So what would happen in your life if you focus and committed 
to whatever goal that you want. Now you may say, well, Corinne, I don't even know what I want. I know that's a whole nother podcast, but I want you to think about focus and commitment and how you can bring that in your life. And what are small areas that you bring that in your life? Like for me, the ribeye steak, there was a commitment there. I mean, this was a small ordeal. It was a couple of hours or so many years ago, but I needed to get food on the table and I already bought the steak. I committed to it when I bought it and I'm not going to just throw away meat that goes against my values. But that lack of focus took a lot of drama, created a lot of drama and took a lot of time out of my life and detracted me from my commitment. But then eventually I got back on there. It just took a lot more energy versus when I know, oh, here's the days that I'm going to go to back class. Boom. It's on my calendar. I go. And there's nothing to be thought about. It's interesting. I was talking to one of my former swimmers uh, during the break. He was up for the holidays to see his folks and stuff. And he and I had coffee and he's just an awesome human being. But uh, he was one of the top recruits in the country his year that he graduated from high school. And and he wound up going to Stanford and he was talking about now he does this film stuff and he goes, Corinne, it's just like being a swimmer. I get up 6am, I'm in the office, I'm doing my work. He goes, I don't think about it. I don't indulge in it. I just get up and I do it. If this is what needs to get done, I do it. And it's that focus and commitment that he learned as a swimmer that he's now taking into his professional life, you know, like 11 years after he graduated from college, but it's that same mindset. So that focus and commitment, and then you can reevaluate. So imagine all of these, these are different results. And what are the results that you want? Work that you love, being at your natural body weight, being good with money, being in a relationship where you're connected and you belong, knowing that you are enough, being rooted in enough, Those are the results that are possible when you focus and commit. It can be messy. I'm not going to lie to you. It can be totally messy. But that's what's possible. Focus and commit. So what about you? Get focused and committed to the results you want. It's so possible. Here is how I'm going to help you get focused and committed. One, subscribe to my newsletter because when you send that, when I send that out, you hit reply and you can tell me how you are focused and committed. And today I sent a message out to our newsletter community about my plan for you. And so I wanted to share what I told them today. Here's the thing. I've never been much into New Year's resolutions, but one thing I do know, I'm hopelessly devoted to serving you this year, not just online, but in person too. And I've been listening closely And the number one challenge that you shared with me is struggling with believing you are enough in your life. And that's why I'm declaring this year to be the year of enough. I'm on a mission to help you let go of trying to be perfect and never being good enough to instead experiencing you are enough. After all, believing you are enough is the key to love belonging, connection, and meaningful work. I'm so excited for what I have in the works for you this year. There's going to be new podcasts, coaching opportunities, and letters to you filled with love. Because hey, we can all use more love in our lives. Here's my promise to you. More free podcasts on what is getting in your way and what you can do to remove these obstacles. Connection and enough. 
You've asked for it, and I'm going to be offering more enough coaching opportunities this year for you to connect with other like-minded individuals on your journey to enough. And these are going to be both online and in person. So excited. We're going to have in-person meetups. So stay tuned and get connected on the newsletter so you can find out about those. There's going to be more online meetups like the ones we had in December for the newsletter subscribers. And I call those Ask Corinne. It was so much fun. We had people in France and all over the United States on that call and it was face to face and we could see each other. It was awesome. Here's my promise. Every Friday, you'll receive an email from me about this week's podcast. And every Sunday, you'll receive the Sunday love as we want to fill ourselves up with love on your journey to enough. So I'd love to know your big plans for this year. What are you committing to? What is your focus going to be? What is your focus and commitment? And remember, it is about maybe taking something that may be for a year and breaking it down into months or quarters or weeks and committing to it and reevaluating. So I want you to email me after you sign up for the newsletter and you hit reply and say, this year, I'm totally committed to focus and commitment in what arena. So let me know. I can't wait to connect with you all year long. I'm smiling into the new year with you. Thank you so much for listening. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.